Yeah. All right. Made. Perfect. So you want to intro? Yep. Absolutely. Episode, episode 33. Sorry, I'm getting organized here. One second. No problem. <clears throat> I look pale as shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is 33, you said, just yep. double check. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do these in different orders, so we just got to make sure we're, we're right on. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to Ground Zero Fitness Podcast. This is episode number 33, and we are super fired up. Kyle and I are super fired up to have on somebody who we've been interacting with for a, quite a long time, and we finally were able to get him on a Zoom call to discuss his background and his take on training and beginners. Um, you know, he's known on Twitter as having this big, long transformation. And what we really appreciate about him is that he doesn't talk about having eight week transformations or 12 week transformations. He's shown it on Twitter, on social media, multiple times of having, uh, it's almost like a 10 year transformation. And uh, he chalks himself up as formerly depressed, fat, and weak. And he's been able to change that and become, uh, he's ripped, man, um, and develop a system and is helping people out, um, helping guys get lean and strong with zero BS advice. So he matches up to what Kyle Kyle and I talk about on here all the time. Um, And something that I really enjoy seeing is his banner on Twitter says, fuck the dad bod. And like, that's just awesome, man. So welcome to Ground Zero Fitness Podcast, Matthias Page. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's great to be here. Yeah. And uh, by the way, that that uh, phrase, I I had had it different originally, but I was good friends with uh, Jose Rosado in uh, here in Twitter. Many people know him outside of fitness, not so much maybe, but uh he, he told me, yeah, use that. Like, fuck the dad bot. And uh, I, I said, okay, yeah. And uh, it's, it's stuck. You know, I mean, it, it works. And uh, it goes with my uh, philosophy. If you, you could say philosophy. Many friends of mine are 43 like me. And uh, they look like shit. So I said, I don't want to look like that. That's it. Love it. Love it. So, yeah, man, can you... I know we... we talked a little bit about the direction of the podcast, but could you give us just a little bit of background info, maybe where you're coming from and then walk us through where your mindset was with uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, and how you made this big transformation that you've talked about on Twitter and how you're using that to help impact people's lives. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I've been trying to articulate it on Twitter, but uh, it's hard I should write like a whole book, actually, because it's, it's too long. But uh, until I was uh, 18, I was very fit, always looked great, felt great. But then I started to have uh, symptoms of depression, stuff like that. Uh, I was studying filmmaking at the time here in Argentina. And um, I got so, so bad that, uh, you know, depression wise that um, my father connected me with a doctor very well known in Argentina. It's, he's a psychoneurobiologist and he, was, he passed away just recently, months ago. And um, so, yeah, he started getting me on medications immediately. 
he said you have uh, months away, you know, like three months after the treatment, uh, talking. He put me on antipsychotics and antidepressants. And this only made me feel worse, I think. But at the time I was I felt lost. So, so I started getting fat, which never happened before in my life. And uh, I started, you know, um, you feel like your life is like this and with antidepressants and all of that, it's like the line is lower and it's like this. I mean, nothing moves you. So after eight years, I, I had, had had enough and uh, I said, okay, fuck it. I, I have to change things and, um, and okay. And, and I, I quit my job. I did many things. I was uh, addicted to cigarettes for 12 years since I was 18. And I changed, uh, you know, innumerable things, innumerable things, like, like many, many things. Uh, many people ask me, like, what did you do? Like, everything, I changed everything in my life. Uh, my self-dialogue was, internal dialogue was shit. Uh, everything was bad, you know, eating habits, everything. So basically that's it. Uh, and uh, I started training and uh, um, after I quit, I went to California spent a year there, spent all my money, ran, ran out of money. It's very expensive for international students, like 10 times more expensive than local people. And um, I was bankrupt, fat, depressed, everything. And so I came back to Argentina and started, started you know, rebuilding from absolute zero. I had nothing, like no job, uh, which I had... Uh, this happens in Argentina with you. They give you a job. Like in this case was my, my father. He was in counterintelligence in Argentina in the Navy. And uh, he gave me a job and I had it for life if I wanted to. But I hated it. So I quit. And, you know, when I came back from the America, I had nothing, literally nothing. Like no job, no nothing. I didn't know how to make money. I was fat, blah, blah, blah. You know, basically that's, that's the the then it began you know my journey to rebuild which started with uh i don't know if you want to ask me anything else but uh with uh basically started training didn't know what to do doing push-ups uh like uh and and i said okay i have to change this you know and uh this took me yeah 10, 10 years from there like until the the year 2018 i didn't feel great exactly 10 years but I did many things wrong, which is, you know, how uh, many of the mistakes many people make when, when it comes to diet and training. Gotcha. Something, so something that we've, we've asked a few guests like yourself who have really made some big lifestyle changes like this, but like, was there a, what was the breaking point for you? Like, was there a, like a specific time where you were like, man, I am fat, I am depressed, I am weak, I am broke. Was there, do you, can you think back to a specific time where it was like, I yeah. need to make this specific shift? Yeah, I remember the, the exact night. I don't remember the date, but I remember the night. Like when I came back, I had no money. So my mom rented an apartment for me in a nearby city. And I went there and it was a small apartment. I was alone and I quit medications. I quit smoking. All of a sudden I said, okay, but you know, I'm uh, getting way uh, ahead of myself. I was there and I spent like uh, most days sleeping uh, and then woke, woke up at night, did nothing, 
And uh, this carried on for a while until I, you know, I was smoking and eating shit, you know, pasta. Uh, I drank two liters of uh, Coca-Cola every day. You know, I was killing myself basically. And uh, one night I was there like walking at 3 a.m. in the morning and I saw myself in the mirror and that was the moment. I said, who the fuck is that? Basically, that's, and I looked at, uh, looked at myself in the mirror and said, who the fuck are you? And uh, that was the pivoting point, you know, the, that was the, the night. Next morning, I, I, you know, dropped on the floor and had a mirror there. You, you're fucking fat, you know, I'm going to change this. And I started doing, and I could do two push-ups. So that was the most I could do. And, and then it began, you know, it's a very, very long journey. But uh, basically that was it, yeah. And I, I decided to quit smoking and I quit smoking. Uh, I, I read a book. You know, the easy way to stop smoking is very well known. That one helped me a lot, but I had already made the decision. It was, I used zero willpower. I was, I just quit and I quit all medications, which is not advisable. You know, usually you could have a, you know, uh, you know, I had horrible months. Those months were horrible, but super necessary, I think, uh, for the process to, to, you know, to really kick in that the idea that you're you, you fucked up, and I was 33 at the time. So I, uh, part of me said, okay, you're done. You know, you're you're old. You're old. You're done. So another part of me said, no, fuck that. Uh, I want to rebuild myself, and that idea, you know, kept going in my mind. Basically, yeah. So how long do you think the process took for you to kind of flip your mindset? because you could always go back to your previous self, but what kept you looking forward all the time? Uh, for example, uh, quitting smoking was the key because I was smoking uh, 40 cigarettes every day, like nonstop. And uh, I couldn't move, I couldn't walk up the stairs and stuff like that. So I said, this, I, this isn't the way to, you know, this isn't the way to live. And uh, um, the, the more, yeah, I, I quit smoking. And uh, uh, can you repeat the question? I, I just, it's just like, what? Because there's always like something good in your head telling you to yeah. do, go, do good things. And there's always oh, yeah. something bad in your head telling you like, go back to your previous lifestyle. What kept you no. pushing forward? Yeah, yeah. No, when I quit smoking, uh, I spent many time with uh, friends who smoked, who, you know, drank and were losers to, to me uh, at the time. So I... Uh, it's better to redirect your attention to something new when you want to quit something. So at the time I have two younger brothers, 10 and 15 years younger, and they were slim and they were training. So I focused on them and I spent, I decided, and they were learning parkour. So I said, I'm, I might be old, but I'm going to learn parkour. I don't give a fuck. So I started watching parkour uh, videos and started going with, out with them to parks. So the cigarette cigarettes were uh, uh, my enemy now. So I they didn't I, I didn't want uh, anything to do with that. So it was easy like that. And uh, you know that idea of you know watching videos in in this uh, case, motivational videos work as you take action because it motivated me and watching my brothers and stuff like that. But uh, you know going actually going outside was the biggest. Uh, I spent a lot of time outdoors, basically. That's the biggest change. And I didn't want to go back inside to smoke and, you know, waste my life. Basically, it. yeah. 
so that was like 2013 when you quit smoking did the changes yeah around uh, 20 uh i think 2011 2011 okay yeah so 2011 you make all these the first thing you changed was completely your mindset right your mindset towards yeah. how you start looking at life when did you start building up that physique yeah uh, by the way the mindset thing uh i had like for the first two years i hated training i want to clarify that because that that can happen some people might uh, not like it but uh i hated it i didn't want to but uh, i felt so good spending time outdoors and stuff like that that i that kept me going but the training itself i hated it so and um and yeah that's it yeah and uh that's it yeah yeah so those first two years didn't enjoy it what was the what was the tick what made you decide dude i fucking love it or what made you yeah. enjoy it you know certain sessions you you start to just enjoy it and you get in the moment getting in touch with your body like um you start feeling the muscles you start you know relearning to use your body most people are like drones and then the body is uh, like something below the head, it's like an, a void in there. And um, you start you, by straining movement instead of just uh, lifting weights. I think it helped me uh, a lot more because like it's uh, more connected. Everything, the movement is, is completely different. Like I didn't lift anything. I just uh, climbed trees, uh, ran around and, you know, um, then started lifting and, uh, you know, mostly bodyweight training, but I also lift, you know, some weights, but, uh, yeah, that, yeah. And, um, I started enjoying it. You start feeling it. You don't think it, you, you just start feeling great. So you want more of that basically, maybe the dopamine. Yes. Was there like almost a connection? Cause you said you, you absolutely, you hated the training, but yeah. you knew it was good for you. Yeah. But like you kept going at this and building those habits of just going out and doing it, even though you really didn't want to. And then you mm -hmm. got to a point where it was like, Hey, I love being outside. I love running. I love climbing trees, run, love lifting weights, that kind of thing. And then was that kind of the point where you really started propelling in your getting results and changing yeah. the body? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I kept training, but I didn't see results, but I enjoyed it for the first you know, uh, I, I started losing weight, which was great almost immediately because if you, yep. you know, stop eating like a, like a, you know, fat person, <laughs> you, you stop being a fat person. That's it. Uh, but, uh, I didn't look great to me, but, uh, being so fat for so long, uh, I, I felt great. Um, and, um, yeah, 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 you're, you're correct. Yeah. I started feeling, uh, Great, but uh, results-wise, I, I took a long time for me because I didn't I didn't do any progressive overload. I didn't do I uh, just trained and moved around. So one of the mistakes was that I, I didn't apply progressive overload or train with any kind of system. But uh, sometimes it's enough feeling you know to feel great and be slimmer at least. For uh, but uh, results-wise, uh, yeah, I didn't lift or or have any kind of progression. Yeah. So what were the mistakes you made? Um, obviously you mentioned along the way, like progressive overload. You didn't do that for a while. When did you start doing that? And what other mistakes did you make along the way? Yeah, like uh, for example, I started using uh, intermittent uh, fasting for since 2013. 
I thought it was a fad. I thought it was, uh, you know, stupid until I saw uh, Lean Gains, the, the website, uh, Martin Barkan, and uh, he was a cool guy. So I, th- I said, okay, he's, he's, uh, he's built and he's built his body and he's, he uses it. So it, it must work. So I tried it. And um, uh, at, at what point, I mean, another mistake I did was uh, doing, doing uh, intermittent fasting um, for too many hours for a skinny guy. I was skinny then. And, uh, and then using the cheat, cheat days, which was a big mistake. It's a common mistake that if you overdo it. Like, um, so I was thinking all week about the cheat day. So I didn't enjoy anything until I had the cheat day. So you have to build a system that you, a system, way of life where you enjoy every day. You eat whatever you want to eat, but uh, cheat days are uh, problematic for most people, I think. Uh, when you have you tend to overeat or eat junk food basically that was another mistake good deal yeah that's tough um i'm assuming those cheat days like because you were fasting you said mentioned for extended periods of time and stuff that just made those did that make those cheat days just you were just off the rocker, like yeah, absolutely, like just ridiculous. That bad, yeah. That's a yeah. I thought that's yeah, a I thought all week, yeah. Common little issue there, yeah. Um, yeah. so something that something that we really like to push on this podcast because it is the Ground Zero podcast. Like we we want to let our listeners know that this is kind of a lifestyle change and it's something that takes a really long time. And you mentioned. Um, a few moments ago, like when you came back from California to Argentina, you were basically at, you had nothing, you were at ground zero there and you went on. So something that we like to always ask people is like, what's a, what's the realistic goal that people need to take for how long it's going to be for them to get to their ideal body, their ideal mindset. Cause you said you, you're taking 10 years, you know what I'm saying? So in your coaching experience and your own personal experience, like how long do you think it takes for somebody to achieve the physique that they desire and the life they desire? Yeah, well, of course it, it depends on uh, this, uh, each person and the situation, uh, you know, like how fat is the person, how, you know, how many years has that person spent uh, being out of shape or even with problems like mine, which wasn't just uh, being fat. It was many, you know, mental problems, stuff like that. But um, uh, I think realistically anyone can change, like uh, transform uh, in one year. You can see many, you know, big, big changes if you do everything right, which many people don't do, don't achieve because they don't have a coach, for example, and they get conflicting information from the internet, which is one rabbit hole I, I, I went through. Like you get lost with so much information one is too much information and, and the other one is conflicting and you say okay you read carbs no carbs uh you know sun is bad sun the, the sun sun exposure sun is bad and you know and people get they get paralyzed i see it with my friends and relatives and everything and everyone and they just prefer to okay maybe i'm not doing uh everything wrong i'm just and they just keep doing whatever they're doing already so uh, overload of, you know, information overload is a big, big problem. 
Timmy, we go for it. You're up, man. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that's that's a typical problem that a lot of beginners go through. <laughs> exactly why we made this podcast because, and like myself, Sam, a lot of the other coaches that have been on here. We all go through that similar problem. Like we made a crap ton of mistakes and you're right. Like information mm-hmm. overload is crazy on here. There's yeah. not just, there's like intermittent fasting is good. Intermittent fasting is bad. Carbs are good. Carbs are bad. Talked about the sun thing. Too much sun can lead to cancer or mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just all or over it doesn't. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. crazy. And like, even you just think about us three who all coach people, that kind of thing. Like we've got different takes on everything. Like Matthias, you talk about, intermittent fasting a little bit and how much that's benefited you where me on the other hand, like I'm not about that at all, you know? And then Kyle, I think he's, he does it a little bit. He's a little bit more indifferent. So even just between us three coaches, there's a huge difference in, in it. So it's all about finding what's going to work for people in their own current situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, a skinny guy doing uh, 18 hours a day of fasting and he wants to get huge that won't happen. So, not it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not what I, I, what I was aiming for. So I said, I, I prefer to stay lean all year long. So that's, that was my goal and build some muscle, but uh, it, I, I didn't want to get huge or I didn't train, you know, barbell deadlifts or stuff like that. So for body weight training and uh, fasting, they go very well together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When you talk about nutrition changes, I'm assuming nutrition was also a big part in you going from skinny fat from like 2013, 2014, all the way till 2018, where you, where you finally had like that physique that popped. So what yeah. were the, what were the nutrition changes you made along the way from 2013 up until Jack Mateus? Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big guy. You know, I have um, some muscle, but uh, I like to stay like this, like I already said, but uh, you know, many people have told me, oh, you're skinny. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to a huge guy. Yeah, of course. And um, yeah, the biggest changes I stayed like, um, for example, was upping the protein uh, key. It was key because uh, I had the tendency to eat more rice or carbs than protein. So, you know, that that was one. And uh, the other one was I I, fasting can lead you to under eat uh, for many people, too, if you have that tendency. So I overdid intermittent fasting like i say uh, like i did it you know uh, exaggerated but uh you know eating bigger meals for me it was more calories and good calories and like good more eggs more meat basically for me it was just it was simple and uh and less uh junk food you know always junk food creeping in <laughs> yeah Okay, you guys froze up for a second, but um, you know, so you, we've talked about a quite a bit of of the mistakes you've made in the past and how you kind of went about going about that. And so I know you you coach people now, correct? You have, yeah. yep. So what's in your coaching experience now that you've made that transformation? What's some common mindset and habits that you see people lacking? Like what are what's something that's missing that they could be using to get to the body they want and the mindset they, that they want? Yeah, well, first of all, they carry, uh, you, you must know this, of, of course, uh, all the people you see, whether you coach them or not, uh, you, you see them carrying a lot of bullshit uh, ideas with them. 
that come from mainstream media, doctors and stuff like that. And a lot of the fight comes from that. You have to convince them to drop those ideas and to, to try, you know, try this approach. Let's see if it works. Uh, for example, uh, you, you tell them to eat, okay, eat more proteins. Oh, but red meat is, uh, gives you cancer or uh, gives you, uh, raises your cholesterol. This is a constant uh, problem uh, I encounter. And or eggs, the same with eggs. So if that's, those are the building blocks that you, you want them to have, but they don't want them in their life, you know, you have to, you know, things like that are always, or that they have to run and do lots of cardio to burn fat. Uh, I, I didn't do any cardio, for example, when I got very, very lean, I'm very lean all year long and I never do cardio. It's, you can do that, but it's not necessary. So they avoid lifting because they want to do cardio because they're still fat. So it's a, like a thing that catch 22, you know, doesn't yeah. sound that I can think of. You're up Kyle. All right. I want to talk a little bit more about like body weight exercises. How mm. did you go about progressive overload when overload when it came to those? Mm. Yeah, it's, um, I, I have many books. I purchased many, many books and videos and programs over the years. And one of them was uh, Convict uh, Conditioning. It's a well-known book uh, when it comes to bodyweight training. And it, there's two volumes. And, uh, and the guy, I remember, uh, um, he divides uh, exercises uh, in different levels because you have to use the leverage of your body because you have no weight outside of your, your body. You have to use gravity and angles to improve, uh, you know, to make it harder. So that book helped me a lot. And he, he broke, uh, for example, the push-up and, and every other exercise in, I, I think it was 10 steps, like wall push-ups, then horizontal, you know, like diagonal 45 degree. And for me, it's nothing now, but, uh, and then you invert, you know, the, you start doing more push-ups with uh, incline, decline push-ups and stuff like that. That that helped me a lot, and uh, that that's when it comes to bodyweight training. But I started adding uh, dumbbells and uh, some kettlebells and stuff like that because it's it's fun lifting weight. Of course, I don't do just bodyweight training, um, but I never I haven't been to a gym in more than ten years. But uh, I'm building a home gym with my brothers, and uh, we live together in a big house. And um, yeah, so when it comes to, to bodyweight training, it's that. It's looking for the different, uh, breaking, breaking it up in difficulty. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about doing, for example, 100 push-ups. Well, what good is that for? You know, um, it's better to do like decline push-ups and do three sets, uh, three sets of uh, 10 than doing 100 normal push-ups, you know. You see that a lot in people that do body weight workouts that yeah. don't really make gains. They'll be like, I'm going to yeah. do 50, I'm going to do 50 pushups every day. But yeah. like, if you're never improving on that, you're never going to build any yeah. muscle that you want. So when you yeah. went about programming body weights, I guess this is, this is a great thing that viewers need to understand or listeners need to understand that you're never going to build muscle by doing the same thing every day, like the same amount of reps, same no same shit pretty much yeah. so when you talked about doing the progression from push-ups from wall push-ups to 45 degree angle incline to doing regular push-ups to doing decline push-ups yeah 
there, there's, there were steps you just mentioned that yeah. make it progressively more difficult. Were there yeah. any other exercises that you, that you liked aside from pushups? Let's say like the pulling yeah. motions. Yeah. Uh, my favorite exercise in the world, I, I, I started doing chin-ups every day. Like I, when you, when you don't want to train, you have to find uh, something very basic that at least you can do consistently. You know, for me, it was, uh, uh, my, my glutes were weak from all the, you know, sitting and, you know, stuff like that and not doing any, not lifting anything. So I started doing, uh, glute bridges. So, you know, simple, that simple and, uh, chin-ups and diamond push-ups decline. And I did that for a while and, uh, it didn't make me big, but I built muscle and, uh, and you built, you know, the, the consistency is the key more than even progressive overload but but because if you're not consistent first you, you're not gonna progress anywhere uh, but um but yeah that, that was it yeah chin-ups are a huge exercise i love them i do them for fun every day like i hang from bars and you know the tree branches stuff like that i love that exercise chin-up and uh yeah do you still do the parkour stuff yeah, I do that. I would, uh, I mean, soft acrobatics, uh, part soft parkour thing. I like to be agile. I need to be very, you know, fast. I practice fighting. Uh, I didn't mention this, but I did martial arts since I was a kid. Um, and um, that helped me a lot too. And uh, I practice, I'm practicing boxing and always trying uh, knees, uh, elbows, stuff like that with my brothers. And um that's why I don't, I don't want to get huge. And it's not a, an interest of mine. I want to be explosive and uh, fast and very agile. I can jump, you know, climb things. And I, I like being able to do that. I don't move like a 40 year old, gotcha. 43 year old guy, basically. <laughs> Love it. So here's what, here's something that I'm interested to ask you. Um, when it comes to stuff outside of training, when it comes to stuff outside of nutrition, just going into your daily life, your work life, family life, relationship life, like it, it just seems like when I'm watching you, when I'm seeing the stuff you're posting on Twitter, some of your fleets, like you're just having a heck of a time, like you're having a blast all the time. So I'd be interested to hear like what your, how that has changed for you, everything else since you've made this transformation, like where were you then, where, and where are you now when it comes to family relationships, your work and stuff like how much better has that made you perform? It's uh, impossible to explain how much better it is. Uh, I mean, I was, uh, when my father uh, sent me to that doctor, I was uh, actually thinking of killing myself like many, many years ago. I had a revolver, I still have it. And he saw me, uh, you know, with that revolver in my room, I was in my room all day long doing nothing. And, uh, the change from that to now is like I was 20 years old at the time and I'm 43 and I'm living like, uh, you know, best, best time ever. And uh, I'm just happy. So I'm enjoying doing everything I want, um, wanted to do back then. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, my family, everything is, is better. Um, uh, yeah, I date a lot of Latinas and, uh, <laughs> and I enjoy that. And uh, yeah, I like to, you know, party. I, I, don't, I don't like the boring, I call it the boring fitness life, like uh, gym, back to work, like very stoic. I like stoicism, but I don't like 
to go to that extreme, uh, it bores me. So I like drinking rum, uh, spending nights with the girls and, uh, and having fun. And uh, yeah, that's a big part of my life. Uh, and work-wise, yeah, it helped me a lot because I didn't have any confidence. And right now what I'm, what I'm doing is like, is based on everything I went through. So I needed to go through that to be able to work today. Basically it's like, uh, uh, we can go into, into tangents because I was always an artist too. I paint, I draw, I make music, stuff like that. I write, uh, I made a few uh, horror movies because I started filmmaking. But uh, right now fitness is uh, my way of, you know, getting paid. And, um, and helping other people, which is, I, I, I love it. I love receiving messages from people like the, that I help for free on Twitter and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So like for, for all of our listeners, that's, that's kind of the, that's the thing that can happen if you make this big shift in your body and stuff, you can go from sitting in a room alone with your revolver to, getting the body you want. Yeah. Partying with Latinas, having a hell of a time crushing it in your work and helping people make a difference. So like there's, there's just endless opportunity in making this thing. So Kyle, I know you had a couple, we had a couple of tweets that we wanted to chat about a little bit, specifically that one today. If you want you know to go what? into that. I want to even back it up a little bit and talk about okay. this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like a lot of people will think it's a touchy area. If you talk about mental health and working out, the biggest yeah. thing that I hear is like, if somebody's dealing with shit, don't tell them what to do. And I completely understand that. I will never tell somebody what to do if they're going through something because they got to figure it out themselves. But a big thing that fitness Twitter always talks about is how beneficial working out is for your mental health. Yeah. So my question to you is how, how did it help you in terms of like, were there lessons that you learned along the way from fitness? Was it just keeping your mind off of things? What, what do you think it was that got you out of that mindset? Yeah. Training. Uh, I, I was one of those guys into highly intellectual. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Uh, like uh, douchebags, big guys, big guys uh, were fucking idiots. They don't know not They don't know anything. Um, uh, I'm smarter, you know, stuff like that. Training uh, absolutely reprogrammed my mind, like um, completely changed my inner dialogue. With each session that you finish, you say, okay, oh, I can do this. Maybe I can do one more rep, maybe, you know, stuff like that. And you start to explore, not only uh, your body and your mind are completely impossible to, you know, there's no division. Uh, uh, everything affects the other one and, uh, and um, and yeah, uh, completely changed my mind. I had uh, endless lessons from your training sessions. Like you have like insights, uh, your best ideas come to mind. You can still, for example, I have a notepad when I train and I write ideas for movies that I'm still writing, horror movies, stuff like that, fitness, tweets, everything. So it gets you in the flow and it gets your, uh, it gets you, makes you smarter, I think, if you do it right. Yeah, those those rest sessions when you're resting for like two minutes, I always get tweet ideas coming into my yeah. mind or like yeah. ideas yeah. for new projects. Actually, I think Avalon was one of them that came came out of just like a two minute rest 
doing maybe yeah. a bench press or squat or deadlift. So yeah. you're so right about that. Like mental health and physical health go line in line with one another, but you just got to get the ball moving and training yeah. is great for that. I've, I've yeah. never seen anything else that's been more beneficial to your mental health than working out has. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. Yeah. More doctors, uh, psychologists, uh, psychiatrists, whatever they should do, send people to, okay, I'm going to give you maybe this drug, you know, stuff like that, but train, train, get better, yeah. you know, spend time outside and they wouldn't need as many drugs uh, or, or many, I think any drug, I think most why people, do wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't need anything. Why do you think they do resort to, to that instead of giving that answer instead of getting yeah, the answer not, of training? It's, it's not just a big pharma. We, I talk about it all the time because I saw it with doctors and stuff. I have many friends who are doctors working hospitals and stuff like that. And I see it all the time, but it's also the people's fault. People don't make, uh, you know, they don't take responsibility. So they go to the doctor and say, basically fix my life. So the doctor, okay, take this pill. And uh, they want to whine and, you know, and complain. Uh, if you use a psychologist or a psychiatrist to, to go and complain, yeah, you're going to dig a, you know, a grave for yourself and uh, he's going to give you whatever legally he's, he's, uh, he has to give you drugs and stuff like that to, so you don't kill yourself, you know, because uh, to avoid suicidal tendencies, they flatten you. Uh, so it's, it's doctors are doing it wrong, but people go there and demand the doctor to take responsibility for the life of, of the patient. And if you do that, uh, life is never going to be great. Wow. Wow. I think th <laughs> that, that was like a great answer that, yeah, that was kind of everything I wanted to hear in terms of kind of the health system as well, because sometimes you question a lot of it, like even, even the yeah. way they combat obesity, right. They, they yeah. tell you what's Sam, what's that surgery called where they make your stomach smaller or they shrink the size, they shrink yeah, the size of your esophagus to, to make sure you're not eating as much. Like they're always looking for solutions like that, like quick fixes. And yeah. nothing will truly fix you until you realize, hey, it's my mindset that's fucked up. I got to change the way I think and I got to change my life around and realize that it's just, dude, it's my mistake. Like, it's my fault. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but just drop the ego and understand that you got to work on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and since your body is people, you're, you're building your body with shit food. Your body is going to be shit and your mind takes ideas. Uh, this is a, an interconnection between your body and your mind, the God, everything. You have, you're going to have shit ideas, shit emotions. If your your body is filled with shit, it's, it's, a, it's yeah. unavoidable. You have to change the cycle, that cycle and uh, being obese, you know, or even there's many, you know, normal weight obesity is, is a thing now. And, um, um, or even skinny guys who are, you say, they're not healthy because if you're eating processed uh, stuff, you're not going to be healthy and your mind is not going to work uh, optimally. No matter how much you work on your mindset, I mean, your body is going to, there's a feedback loop there. Yep. You talked about the skinny, skinny, what is it? Skinny obese? Uh, normal weight obesity. Uh, <laughs> Mangan, uh, Dennis Mangan, uh, he's yep. a fr friend of mine. Uh, uh, yeah, he, I remember that he used that phrase and I use it now all the time. I tweeted today or maybe the other day yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I called it, uh, what was it again? Skinny fat. Same, yeah, same skinny. thing, right? Like 
Yeah, you're skinny by by BMI. You're you're an average weight, but you got yeah. the gut. Your body fat percentage is high. You don't look. Yeah. You don't look. Yeah, you don't have you don't have muscle, but you have lots of fat. But you look kind of slim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was yeah. the main thing you found that was the cure for that? The the what? The cure for skinny obese or skinny yeah. what was it again i keep forgetting the term you normal yeah he calls it uh the the, the normal weight obesity normal, normal weight, weight obesity. obesity there we go like that yeah that's a good uh, way of putting it yeah 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 it's great and um yeah and for me it was uh not focusing on cutting or bulking anymore i was caught in that that i i, I started getting a bit bigger but i looked fatter and puffy i hated that look so I wanted to go lean again and I started cutting, but all my mus- muscle went away too. And I re- and your body starts holding on to that fat that lasts and you look skinny, but fat all the- at the same time. So I started uh, using uh, maintenance calories basically and doing a long-term body recomposition. That was the, the approach that uh, you have to be mentally prepared. You know, it's, it's gonna take longer but uh, it's going to work much better for many people because you're not hungry. You're not overfed either. And uh, it works. I think it works and it worked for me. Yeah. That's a great solution. Yeah. So you ate at maintenance and I'm, I'm sure you changed up your macros. So you started eating more protein, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah. In my case, I always, since I'm in Argentina, we always eat tons of meat and organ meats, which is something wow. not many in, in America. Most people don't eat organ meats but uh which is another uh thing that many people miss out on yep. uh it's they're great they're great for your hormones uh, you know other than liver uh, the others but uh yeah eating eating more meat and eggs for me i eggs are great yeah 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 they are <laughs> <laughs> sam you want to jump into the tweets yeah um kyle you were a little bit more in tune to the one today yeah that he was talking about the re- so let's start with that one all right. And then so, we'll end it with mine. Tweets of mine? Yep. Yep. <laughs> tweets of yours. <laughs> so, Mateus, you, you sent out a tweet today, and I found it very interesting because, like, Sam and I both have the same mindset towards it. But there was there was an individual who tweeted out something that pretty much said, like, please reduce the amount of salty put in oh, yeah. food. Reduce the amount of salty snacks you take, especially if you have anyone in your family treated with hypertension. There are more young people now coming down with hypertension and it is alarming. And this, this tweet went viral, right? It had like 2000 retweets, 5,000 likes. And, yeah. and you talked about how that tweet in specific was just dangerous nutritional misinformation. And it, it literally spread like wildfire. Like you said, like this yeah. went crazy viral. So yeah. can we talk about why people should not decrease the amount of salt and what you also talked about in your tweet? Yeah, um, I many of the people I know, I mean, of all ages, do have hypertension problems. But uh, I, I read on the on the internet from you know guys like Mangan and people like that who have a, an, a different approach to things, and uh, I, I like to test things out and I uh, use my the people I know as uh, you know guinea pigs, and yeah. because I use myself first. But uh, they tell me, okay, what can I do? Because, uh, for, for example, my mom has hyper, uh, hyper, uh, hypertension and, um, and the, the doctors give you things, uh, drugs to lower the, the, you know, the blood pressure. So she felt even worse and, and like she, she was passing out and, you know, about to pass out and stuff like that. So I said, okay, 
eliminate sugar because I, I know that it's not salt. Uh, she tried it, lo and behold, uh, hyper, hypertension go, gone. And, um, and, and there are other solutions too, you know, other, other things in play, of course, it's, it's multi-layered thing. But uh, in general, if anything, it, between salt and sugar, eliminate sugar. Uh, sugar is, is the root of the problem, of, you know, for so many, so many things. Like uh, we shouldn't be eating sugar at all. I think yeah. I, I do eat uh, sweet things and stuff like that, but uh, and anyone can. But uh, first, get everything in place. Your uh, basically your body composition. If you have uh, lots of muscle and a little fat, you know, well, low percentage, you can eat more sugar. You you can do more stuff like that. But uh, and it's it's not gonna have uh, that many you know many repercussions. But uh, you have to break from that. And eliminating sugar is the way, not salt. Salt is great. Mm -hmm. Sam and I were talking about how people who work out or people who train, you need the sodium for the energy yeah. in your gym, in, in your workout, not even if you go to the gym, but just in your workout. Or if you're burning any sort of energy, you need that salt, the sodium. It's, yeah. it's why Gatorade was created, mm -hmm. literally, because you need the sodium in your body to make sure you don't burn out. And one thing that I, that I actually read probably like last year was something about how hypotension. So the opposite of yeah. hypertension, hypotension is like 10 times more dangerous than hypertension yeah. ever is. Yeah. So a lot of people are kind of mistaking about how salt is bad for you. Sodium yeah. is bad for you, but sodium is actually like, it's, it's one essential. of the building blocks. Yeah. It's essential. You, you need it in your body. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of interesting how people always talk about salt all the, all the time. Yeah. And the biggest thing is that people are, are only in a state of hypertension because they eat like crap. Yeah. yeah. And the way you eat, Mateus, the way Sam eats, the way I eat. Yeah. It's very hard <laughs> to be in a state of hypertension if you're eating yeah. whole foods, clean foods, Foods that you cook yourself, so you know how much salt you're putting in there, how much sodium's going in your food. Whereas yeah. people are going to McDonald's, they're going to Five Guys, they're going to KFC, Popeyes, whatever, all this stuff. And it's like, no wonder you're eating too much sodium. No, no wonder you're in a state of hypertension. It's because everything you eat on a daily basis adds up. You may think one place is just too little or one place is not enough for to get you in that place of hypertension, but man, it adds up. And that's, that's so yeah, true. Yeah. But like why salt is not dangerous, but you're just going to places that do add a crap ton of salt. Yeah. And it, it, that's a common thing uh, in general to blame, you know, there's a health problem and they blame it on meat, on salt, on stupid stuff because they're, they're avoiding it. Why? Because there's an industry behind it. Uh, and, you know, follow the money. They say it's 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 like that. Uh, they they don't want you to. They don't they don't want people to uh, stop eating their junk food. That that's basically it. Uh, so they blame it on stupid stuff that makes no money. You know, uh, processed junk. Uh, that's gonna give you hypertension. Uh, skip it, and you can eat all the salt you want. Absolutely. Yeah. I, there's been multiple times during this thing where I've just been ha having him talk and you guys talk and I'm just sitting back like, man, this is, this is awesome. So anyway, <laughs> um, something that I think we can 
probably wrap up here since we've chatted about a whole lot. I've loved, I think this was the very mm-hmm. first tweet I ever saw. I know it's your pinned tweet right now. And something that caused me to initially follow you for the first time. It was some people actually say stuff like I tried this fasting thing for two weeks and saw no results. Motherfucker. This is your life. Two weeks is nothing. And like, I think you are the, just based on your story of how this has been like a 10 year process and you know, you've gone through trials and tribulations and you didn't always enjoy it, but you've came out of it seeing how much it's benefited you and you've started helping people like that. You're the spitting image of that tweet. So it was like, I just found that. I remember seeing that for the first time being like, this guy is legit. You know what I'm saying? So I want to actually know like, what was the, what caused you to tweet that back in November of 2019? You know what I'm saying? Like, was there stuff that was wearing on you like that? Yeah. I know this happens to many, many guys on Twitter. Uh, Many times you tweet to yourself. Uh, yeah. And even though you've made a huge progress in, you know, in life and stuff like that, some, sometimes that previous mindset creeps, creeps in and tells you things. This will always happen in, in any area of life. And uh, that was my reply to that, to that uh, previous uh, style of thinking. It was a message to myself, but I also, also I know many people think like that. So uh Many of the tweets are um, it's me screaming at myself. It's not a pointing at pointed at anyone else, basically. But uh, I know it applies to many people, so I, I wrote it. Yeah. Dude, I something that. that I something that I really appreciate about like you in general is, you know, you you're facing these problems. I know you mentioned a few of them. Like I'm fat. I'm seeing myself in the mirror, and you've got the mindset of like fuck that. I don't want that anymore, and I'm yeah. going to change it. And like that's something that us as fitness coaches and us as coaches in general, like we've got to keep pushing that type yeah. of mindset onto people. Cause that's literally the way that you can ultimately make results. Like, fuck yeah. it. I may not like doing it, but I'm going to fucking do it anyway. And yeah. I'm going to get to where I need to be. So yeah, yeah. I've absolutely love. And that's why, you know, you, I'm drawn to you and your story specifically. Yeah. Another thing about uh, training sessions is that, Many of these uh, kind of uh, Rocky Balboa phrases come into your mind during training sessions. And I said, and one day I was like, you hate, you get super emotional. And, and I said, uh, I'm never going to give up. Uh, and I, that one like was super deep, came from the subconscious. I didn't think it, you know, it's like things come to you. That's another huge benefit of training. It rewires your whole brain, your everything, and you start coming up with uh, better ideas and, and, you know, healthier ideas. So each session is uh, uh, sacred for me now. I don't use each the phone. Each session is stuff. sacred. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. Damn, that's, awesome. when you know, that's when you know it's a legit coach, a legit guy in fitness. It's like so many people are trying to BS how quickly you can get results. Man, Mateus just talked about his whole process from 2011 when he started this whole fitness thing all the way to 2018 freaking took seven years for Mateus to understand the route of how to go from skinny fat or not muscular to 2018 where he looks ripped Mm. and so many people nowadays are looking at a three-month challenge a 90-day challenge to go from 
fat to fit fat to jack it's like dude motherfucker this is your life <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 again the same problem with with doctors uh people ask for that kind of thing so for example in coaching i always make sure that the person doesn't want that you don't want the you know the pill uh you you're gonna do the work and it's gonna take as long as, as it has to take you know as long as it takes it doesn't matter whatever it takes as long as it takes just that uh because with that attitude uh, you can work with people yeah you know i want fast results now and it's gotta be easy and and painless no <laughs> man nothing yeah, is man. painless there's always sacrifice if you want to achieve anything no, no. yeah Awesome. So I think that's a pretty good way to wrap this thing up. Uh, so we don't take up too much of your time, but where can we, where can we find you on social media? I know obviously you've got a pretty good presence here on Twitter. Are you on other channels? If somebody wants to, somebody really jived with this and maybe wants to work with you with your coaching, um, do you have any guides, uh, PDF type style products for people to check into? Um, so if yeah, you can... um, basically just uh, follow me on Twitter if you want to. Uh, everything's there. It's my main platform. Uh, it's at hormetic. Uh, at, at hormetic, which is H-O-R-M-E-T-I-K. I had to use the K because the C was taken. And okay. Hormetic, and hormetic uh, is about the horm hormesis, uh, hormesis, which is a natural process. And that's what gave, gave it the name, uh, which is this we, we've been talking about, like, uh, make and you know learn to thrive on stress would be like stressful things make you grow make you adapt um, make you you know everything uh, that's painless it's it's going to cost you even more yeah and uh, achieving anything it takes work and uh, you know stress is stress is, is good actually yeah, that's my message good stress gotcha love it you know, you know what I just thought of <laughs> If if Mateus wanted to, he could like, he could smoke all these like stoic Twitter accounts. Like, Twitter's, I, what is it? Money Twitter and all these like mindset gurus have nothing on what Mateus just said in this podcast. Like, yeah, if he wanted to, he could make it. He could just post this and like, dude, he'd be at 100k followers, 200k followers, yeah, a maybe. million in a year. Like I'm at the point where like, I want to get you on another episode here so we can really dive into like the mindset yeah, yeah. of this thing. Cause this is off, off, absolutely yeah. awesome. So we're going to be in yeah. touch about getting you on mm -hmm. here for version number two. Cause I think there's a lot more to this story that we should end up discussing. You know 100%. what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's, yeah. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Being yeah. here. So thank you very much. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Loved first, having you on. First ever time I appear online, so it's great. <laughs> awesome. Glad we could, glad we could pull you out here and start spreading. Yeah. I, obviously, your story spread pretty good, but we can get it uh, helping that. So yeah. sweet, man. Well, before we even end, everyone, please follow Mateus, man. Like his Twitter account, some of the best content you'll get. There's no BS. He's the most genuine guy you'll meet on here talk about this all the time, but he was the first big account that really accepted me and got to know me as a person rather than just another Twitter account. So please give him a follow. If you have any questions for him, ask away. Cause this guy, this guy's super kind. He replies to you like instantly has amazing content and you'll see how to spice up your life. Even, <laughs> even if you are training and have a little bit more fun. 
Check out my it, feet. Yeah, check out your <laughs> fleets if you if you need some help with your Latinas, he's your guy. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Sweet. Thank you guys. Uh